Okay, hi, this is Marissa Schaefer. I am here with Catherine Drury today. So hello, welcome. Thanks, hello. Hi. Um, so I'm sitting with Catherine in her office at the Actors Fund. Um, and we're gonna be talking a little bit today about uh, mental health and dance. So before we dive in, I want to give you a little bit of an introduction about Catherine. Catherine Drury is a licensed clinical social worker in the state of New York who specializes in supporting dancers through the emotional stress of managing a professional career in dance. In her current role as the social worker for the Dancers Resource at the Actors Fund, Catherine provides emotional support, individual and group counseling, referrals and outreach, and advocacy services to dancers of all disciplines, building workshops and programs designed to meet dancers' unique needs. Since 2005, Catherine has worked with youth, families, and young adults in need of short-term counseling and crisis intervention, most recently at Mount Sinai Hospital and the Mount Sinai Adolescent Center, where she led a groundbreaking initiative designed to better integrate mental health services into the medical setting. As a specialist in eating disorders, anxiety, depression, and trauma, Catherine is passionate about empowering dancers and dance communities to better care for themselves, navigate change, and obtain the guidance and resources they need at all stages in their dance careers. Catherine has presented at the National Association of Social Workers New York City Conference and contributed to articles in Dance Magazine and Dance Informa Magazine. She has a Master's of Science in Social Work from Columbia University and a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology from Barnard College of Columbia University. Phew. Phew. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm really excited to be here with you today. I'm excited as well. Thanks for having me. Of course. I realize that all the questions I'm about to ask you could really be an episode in and of itself. Uh, and I know you and I have talked about this before we turned on the mic, but what we're here to talk about today is really kind of a mental health 101 for dancers. Um, and I'm also excited to kind of introduce our listeners to the Actors Fund as well. Yeah. So first I wanted to ask you um, why you think having good mental health is important for dancers. Well, certainly considering the the stressors of, of a dance career, um, it's important for dancers to have a strong sense of self um, to, to navigate the successes and rejections um, and, uh, and losses that will inevitably be a part of a dancer's career. Um, a lot of dancers choose dance as a career at a very young age, and so it's really before that sense of self or, or strong voice has been fully developed. And so dancers have to be really intentional about um, about building themselves up, uh, not just as a dancer, but as a person who happens to love to dance. Um, there's a lot of other reasons um, that a dancer's mental health is important. Um, a lot of research has come out about um, the connection between the mind and the body. Um, and since the body is the dancer's instrument, it's just as important for a dancer to take care of uh, his or her mind as it is um, to take care of their body. Uh, particularly when it comes to injury, um, a lot has been written about uh, the impact of stress on injuries. Stress causes tension in the body, which can then make it more likely that a dancer will become injured or that an injury will be prolonged or take longer to heal. 
Dancers also have um, or tend to have a predisposition toward um, perfectionism and a sort of psychological inflexibility that can that tends to lead to higher rates of anxiety and depression. Um, and so again, just being really mindful and watchful um, and intentional about self-care, about mental health care um, is an important piece to a dancer's career. Absolutely. You just talked a little bit about anxiety and depression, um, which kind of leads me to my next question. Um, what types of psychological issues do you often see that dancers grapple with and, and why do you think that is? Mm. Well, so um, as you mentioned, I'm the social worker for the dancers resource at the Actors Fund, which is um, the social services program specifically for dancers here. Um, And it was founded based on the idea that the dancers experience is really different from that of other entertainment industry professionals. Um, in that it's it's obviously a body-oriented profession. And so that has unique implications when there's any sort of um, disruption to a dancer's career. And so here at the Actors Fund, we see um, such a disruption as really a sort of crisis and even trauma. So a lot of our services um, are set up to help dancers uh, either when they experience injury or, you know, due to other factors, have to step away from or even leave completely dance. Um, and so that brings me to your answering your question. Um, a lot of the, the support that I pri- provide to dancers is around injury or transitions and changes within their career. And so, um, you know, we work through uh, topics such as identity and loss and body image and community and isolation um, and help dancers again kind of piece together a sense of self um, particularly when it comes to transitioning out of dance um, putting together um, different uh, hobbies or coping skills or communities that provide everything that a dance career really provides Um, and then a lot of the counseling that I do also surrounds um, support with relationships. I do a lot of couples counseling with dancers, um, how to manage stress, um, how to build up coping skills um, to face stress, uh, anxiety, depression, trauma, um, eating disorders, really a whole lot of different things. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was talking about in the beginning too. I mean, we really could spend (laughs) 20 minutes on each of the things you brought up. eating disorders or the transition out of dance or just injury. Um, do you tend to see dancers too who have, um, who are having difficulties with, I guess, the stress of like rehearsal environments or such like that? Absolutely, yeah. Um, a fair amount of time has been talking about burnout um, also when um, you know, we really see dance, dance and the dancer as a relationship and relationships change or need to change. <laughs> um, and how do you, you know, again, kind of navigate that and um, figure out what that means for, for your particular story and path? Yeah, absolutely. So next question for you. When do you think a dancer should consider getting some sort of psychological help or support? Like, is there anything that uh, you feel a dancer should be particularly in tuned about? Um, when should they seek help? 
Well, one of the big um, pieces related to that is that, you know, dance can be a fairly isolating career. Um, although you, you know, you work very closely with others, typically, um, dancers, you know, have to spend a lot of time looking inward and really, you know, working on themselves and focusing on themselves and um, spend or most of the time spent with people is spent with other dancers who who you're often in competition with or, um, you know, having to have more of a working relationship with. Um, And in life, you know, we we hope that supportive communities happen naturally, you know, and organically and that we have relationships that are emotionally supportive. Um, But just in sort of the ebb and flow of life, sometimes um, that support doesn't come when we need it um, or as frequently or as naturally as we want it to. And so I would say, you know, certainly if a dancer finds um, themselves uh, with a support system that has shrunk um, or just in need of of kind of an outside perspective outside of the day-to-day class and rehearsal, um, that's a time to, to reach out for some support. Um, dancers, you know, have very busy schedules and sometimes I think one of the biggest benefits for, for some sort of ongoing counseling for dancers is that it's scheduled time during the week when they have to take care of themselves and, and focus on their emotional well-being. And sometimes unless there's that scheduled appointment, that's just not going to happen. Um, another, you know, uh, thing that I tell dancers to kind of be mindful of is is in my work with dancers I find that um, they tend to particularly experience emotions very physically um, and so that can be helpful information in kind of monitoring different psychological or mental health concerns um, so if a dancer is having trouble sleeping or if their appetite changes or if certain injuries are flaring up or there's kind of aches and pains that that aren't usually there that might be a sign that you know there's there's a need for some additional self-care or you know emotional support so you're looking at a a physical barometer as well as a mental one so to speak yeah or they're intertwined certainly the the physical body can give some important information about about what's going on mentally and emotionally definitely um and i'm also hearing i think from you correct me if i'm wrong um you talked about like needing more emotional support. So it's not necessarily if there's some catastrophic issue like you've experienced a loss in terms of injury or something else, but rather if you just need a little bit of extra support. Mm-hmm. Am I hearing that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, certainly, you know, a time of crisis, a time of, of, of loss or, you know, real intense depression, anxiety, you know, panic attacks, trauma, any of those things, that's absolutely a time to, to reach out to, to um, a counselor or therapist. Um, but some of the, the, the deepest work in therapy is often done during the times when um, a, a, a client isn't in crisis. Um, and therapy can be helpful then in really building a person up and um, setting up sort of regular routines of of self-care and stress management so that when, if and when crises do happen, um, those those coping skills and and mechanisms for support are already set up and available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're really looking at a long-term process. Exactly. And a habit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so where should dancers go? I know we're here at the Actors Fund, right. and they could come here, and we'll talk a little bit a bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're located in um, Chicago and L.A. and New York City. Yeah. yeah, so we're a national organization. So we have offices in, in New York, Chicago, and L.A., and then um, each office kind of divides up the country accordingly. Um, and so we do a lot of work over the phone, and anyone in the United States can, or any entertainment industry professional in the United States can can reach out for, for support. Gotcha. So So if anyone is in need of help, they can go to your website? And yes. How does that work? So each um, Actors Fund office has an intake uh, phone number and email. Um, the easiest way to, to access any of our services is to um, reach out to that intake line, and they will. Th- um, and our intake social worker will then um, forward that message to the appropriate um, clinician or person. Um, for the dancer's resource, my contact information is specifically on our website, so um, professional dancers in need of guidance should contact me directly. Um, and again, we have specific contact points for Chicago and LA as well. Let's talk a little bit too about where dancers can look to get help besides Actors Fund. So um, unfortunately, there are a fair amount of barriers um, for dancers who are looking to get mental health care. I mean, number one, I think there's somewhat of a stigma against um, mental health therapy, as there is in a lot of communities, but within the dance community specifically, um, dancers tend to kind of power through difficult times and injuries and and, um, stress and pain. Uh, And there's um, sort sort of the idea that you know, they should just kind of handle it on their own and muscle through and um, and tolerate that pain. Um, and then, you know, from the more the logistical side of things, um, dancers have very busy schedules and very little time for, for extra appointments or, or um, yeah, or, or self-care. Um, and sometimes you know the the financial cost of of mental health services can be can be a big barrier for particularly for those dancers who are uninsured or underinsured um where their health insurance doesn't really cover um mental health services uh in terms of of accessing um mental health support um i think like uh, you know, when it comes to, to dancers um, getting medical services, it's important for dancers to have mental health providers who understand dancers and understand the world of dance to a certain extent. Um, I'd say um, that if a dancer is a part of a, of a community that you know, they trust and find supportive, sometimes asking colleagues and fellow dancers about, you know, therapists or clinicians who they might have seen um, and kind of taking those recommendations can be one of the best ways to access care. Um, And then there's also specific tools either through a dancer's, you know, health insurance plan or through, you know, local clinics or mental health institutes um, where a dancer can can find um, a mental health provider on their own. um, And often that can using those venues can ensure either health insurance coverage or you know low cost of care so just to be clear because I'm, I'm a little fuzzy if a dancer is outside of 
Chicago, LA, and New York City. They can still contact you at the, the Dancers Fund to look for help in their area or to get help remotely? Yeah, so um, just to reiterate, so the, the Actors Fund um, is really for anyone in the entertainment industry. Um, and then the Dancers Resource is the specific social services program within the Actors Fund that um, is set up to meet the, the needs of dancers. Um, so as a, for example, as a social worker for the Dancers Resource, I'm available to provide um, short-term counseling, uh, either in person or over the phone for, for dancers who are on tour or in other areas of the country. Um, short-term counseling can sometimes be really effective if there's uh, a very specific need or issue that a dancer is looking to address or work through. Um, and then I'm also available, a lot of the clients who I work with kind of reach out to me as needed and, and just sort of touch base. And particularly if they're going through a, a long-term change or transition it can be nice to just have a safe space to, to to check in with every once in a while and kind of sort through where things are at and and what's what's up next um, then for dancers who are looking for more long-term support and counseling um, all of the social workers here at the Actors Fund are set up to provide mental health assessments and then referrals uh, so in you know, New York City, Chicago, and LA, and the surrounding area, um, each office has a database of uh, private mental health therapists who we have relationships with. Most of them understand artists, have some connection to the, the entertainment industry, um, and, you know, we've received positive feedback about those providers from other clients. Um, for those clients who have Obamacare or are looking for mental health services on a lower cost or sliding scale, um, there are a lot of institutes and, and clinics in the area that we also refer to. Um, and then we will really do our absolute best to find similar services in other areas of the country. Um, we're always looking for, for recommendations of providers who know the entertainment industry and, and have experience working with dancers. Um, and we'll, you know, if a when when a client reaches out to the Actors Fund, we'll continue to follow them in in um, access, accessing the different uh, resources mentioned earlier, and and make sure that they're connected with a provider um, who's helpful for them long term. So, since you started talking about it a little bit, can you talk a little bit more about the mental uh, mental health resources at the Actors Fund? And specifically, I've heard before I came here, I heard a lot about um, your group sessions for uh, dancers with injuries. So we have. Um several different groups here in our New York office. We have a cognitive behavior therapy group um, to address anxiety and depression in the entertainment industry. Um, we have groups around substance abuse, support for those um, with HIV and AIDS, uh, a self-care group for women in the entertainment industry, and then a lot of groups through our seniors program, caregivers, um, things like that. Uh, and then I facilitate here through the Dancers Resource a very unique support group, um, the only one in the country that I know of, uh, for injured dancers, for dancers who are, who are managing or healing from some type of injury. Uh, I offer that group 
three times a year. Each cycle run, runs for 10 sessions. Um, and it's really my favorite part of what I do. It's um, an amazing time um, and space that brings together dancers from different disciplines and backgrounds um, and at different stages of, of both their careers and their injuries. Um, and you know, I, I spoke earlier about um, how isolating the, 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 dancer, the dance career can be, um, and that's particularly the case when a dancer is, is going through an injury. Um, injured dancers, particularly, I think, if it's, if it's the first injury, often tend to isolate themselves. Um, there's kind of an ostracization that happens um, in the dance community where dancers who aren't injured might... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, unconsciously kind of um, ostracize those dancers who are injured because sort of similar to how, how we might ostracize the elderly, it's um, not wanting to face uh, the possibility of, of something that could also happen to them. Um, I think for the injured dancer, having that community of people who share your experience with injury, but also your love for dance um, can be really important. And um, a lot of research has pointed to the significance of um, having, having a community and having social support and how that promotes healing um, and recovery for the, the injured dancer. Um, you know, I, again, at the moment, of injury, a dancer who has been, you know, going, going, going throughout their whole career and whole entire life is suddenly, you know, brought to a screeching halt. And there's all this space and time where things can kind of bubble up and come to the surface. And um, in the support group, dancers are able to really encourage one another and in that encouragement and the wisdom that is shared um, they're able to kind of turn that back on themselves typically I mean people in general but I think dancers in particular tend to be kinder and more forgiving to, to other people than to themselves um, and so hearing the the encouraging words and the support out loud as as they build up another dancer um, makes it more likely that they're able to, to to, to turn that that kindness inward exactly um, groups are also unique because it's it's so many different kind of perspectives and personalities in the room and it's it's a safe space to kind of experiment with conflicting ideas and and kind of within um, multiple relationships which I think ma think makes it easier for a client to to carry whatever is learned in that group into other areas of their lives and into other relationships um, the support group for injured dancers also has a very practical component so dancers will um, uh, share information about physical therapists and doctors and surgeons and different healers um, and then also guide one another through the complicated like workers comp uh, processes how to get um, approval from health insurance and kind of cheer for and encourage one another um, in those capacities as well so it's a lot more than just just talking about injury and experience with injury 
mentally i guess but rather you're, you're looking at like a whole health and wellness package almost exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah so for you as a social worker what kind of support do you feel you can give to dancers mm. so um as you mentioned i'm a licensed licensed clinical social worker um, in New York State, which allows me to practice psychotherapy both here at the Actors Fund and in private practice. Um, I've been trained in particular in in modalities such as dialectic behavior therapy, cognitive behavior therapy, and I find that those kind of skills-based orientations are really helpful for for dancers because they're they're primarily very action oriented um you know while also combining more insight um insight oriented approaches um but then it's something um that's unique to social work is that social work really looks at the entire person um and so a lot of a lot of my work is based on the idea that um there's only so much that can be accomplished through therapy, if a dancer does not also have a place to live, stable employment, uh, money for food, um, friends, hobbies, you know, all those things that that make us a whole person. Um, And so myself and the Actors Fund, you know, in addition to providing mental health services, we also do a lot with housing. We help uh, entertainment industry professionals get access to health care, access to health insurance. Um, We do a lot around um, budgeting and and helping dancers manage their finances through our financial wellness program. Um, And then we also do provide emergency financial assistance um, during those times when there's either some sort of of injury or loss of employment um, or just because of the episodic nature of a dancer's career, the finances just don't line up and and assistance is needed to cover bills and expenses. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, and I also um, do a lot of advocacy work. So um, I'm, I facilitate a workshop on how to uh, apply for, file for and get workers' comp benefits um, and also help dancers with things like food stamps, public assistance, disability, unemployment. Um, again, all of those practical things that are also a very real need. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, so my last question for you. What made you decide to be a social worker who caters to dancers? So um, I grew up uh, in upstate New York and I grew up training um, as a ballet dancer. Um, There's an intensive ballet school where I grew up and repertory company and so I trained um, with them starting at age four and through high school. Um, After high school I sort of took a different path and decided um, to go to college. I had actually experienced an injury at sort of a a turning point in my um, training and and so I had already sort of started to pursue other interests. and so I went on to study, you know, psychology and social work, um, and initially worked with, as you mentioned, a lot of youth and families, uh, particularly adolescents and young adults. Um, and I loved, I love working with that age range. I love, you know, that time of, of life of, um, of sort of uh, clarifying your sense of self and. And, and navigating all of the, the changes and transitions and choices that are a part of that time in a person's life. 
Um, and so, you know, I had worked for several years at the, the Mount Sinai Adolescent Health Center, uh, primarily with, with adolescents who had a history of trauma. And then I was also the, the sort of eating disorder specialist there um, and was looking for sort of what was next. Um, I had several years prior started uh, volunteering with the New York City Ballet as a way to feel connected to the dance community and give back to um, uh, an industry that is that is so important to me. Um, and so when I discovered this position at the Actors Fund with the Dancers Resource, it really seemed like a perfect combination of my skills, uh, of my skills and experiences, and also my interests. Um, and yeah, I love my job. I I, um, I think that the the services that the Actors Fund provides are again very unique and very needed um, for this population. There's been um, just I feel like in the past couple of months prior to our conversation, a lot of articles about dancers' mental health and and the need for more mental health services in the dance community. And so, um, yeah, I hope that that this podcast and those articles and sort of movements that are happening within different dance communities will will help to make care more easily accessible. Absolutely. I think the dance community is is super lucky to have the Actors Fund and mm. to have someone like you in this position. So to all of you listening, <laughs> <laughs> do a Google search. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your insights and your knowledge and for letting me join you at the Actors Fund today. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. Yes. Thanks. All right. Thank you to all my listeners. Bye. On behalf of Ellie and myself, I, Marissa Schaefer, want to say thank you to all of our listeners for joining us on this episode of Dance Well Podcast. Like what you hear? Go to iTunes and search Dance Well, that's one word, Dance Well Podcast, and subscribe. We will be releasing bi-monthly episodes with an emphasis on exploring 360 degrees of health and wellness for dancers. Have questions or want to get in touch? Email us at dancewellpodcast at gmail.com. Bye.